Hello and welcome to another episode of the Executive Code Podcast. You're very, very welcome. And if you want to find out more information, come on over to our website, paulwilliamdavis.com, and you'll find links to our community and other resources that are available online. But I'm joined here, as you know, from uh, with Nicole, and Nicole has another question that she wants to ask and dive deeper into. So, Nicole, what's, what's the question you want to ask? So, Paul, we've discussed the importance of trusting our intuition and checking in with ourselves every morning as part of the three things on our daily to-do list. But how do we build trust with our unconscious mind and learn to trust our intuition and inspire thoughts more? Okay, okay, good. So what I would say to you, first off, is that a lack of trust is going to kill your intuition. It's going to kill your inspired thoughts. Because ultimately, when you know where your intuition is coming from and you know where the inspired thoughts are coming from, you've, what you've got to understand is the premise is to have trust and faith. That's, that, that's the first go off. So what it now becomes is, is how do we actually build our intuition? How, we, how do we build ourselves so we can actually have more inspired thoughts? But the first premise for that is you have to have absolute trust and therefore build the trust. So how do you do it? How do you build your, your intuition? How do you build your, your to, to have more inspired thoughts? Well, like anything, it's like building a muscle. So how do you build a muscle? Well, if you were to go to the gym, you'd have perhaps maybe a personal trainer. So it's a case of who can you have in your life that can actually guide you from developing your intuition perspective. So that, that's one go off. So it's having that somebody that you can communicate with or have conversations with or discuss with and for them to be able to determine with yourself you know is what you're getting and is what you're understanding of intuition and inspired thoughts the, the, the right understanding or is it just your conscious thinking and when it comes to conscious thinking we you know we have this ability to build castles in our mind so we we can create whatever it is that we want to create in our mind but it's having the ability to discern whether it is actually intuition and inspired thoughts or whether it's our conscious mind side of things. So it's always really, really good to, to work with somebody from that perspective that understands and knows and is intuitive in themselves. And therefore that, that that's one aspect. The next aspect, what I want to look at is you want to start small. And then once you've gotten an experience and understanding from an intuitive perspective, then you can build up to being bigger. So just like you were going to the gym to build your muscle, it's okay. So you'd start off with, with you know, lower weight muscles. And then once you've built that muscle to, to be able to lift and do the repetitions, well, then now you can move to much, much bigger muscles. Just like your, your, yourself, Nicole, I'm sure you started off in perhaps maybe a small aircraft, but then you'll build up to much, much bigger, bigger aircraft. W- would it be right in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's building a muscle is, is very, very similar. So building your intuition is pretty much exactly the same. Then what you want to look at is how can you repeat it and how can you practice it? So what you want to be conscious of is to ascertain for yourself, you know, is what I'm getting intuitive? Is what I'm getting from, from you know, is it what I'm picking up from an intuitive perspective? Or am I creating what it is in my mind from a conscious perspective? Now, let me just explain this because we I know we discussed this in relation to on, on one of the earlier episodes in relation to, you know, I think we we had, you know, our distractions in, inspired thoughts. What you want to understand is that people will refer to having a gut feeling. 
So they don't know where that feeling comes from. They don't know why they have that feeling in the first place. They just have that gut feeling that either something that they're about to do or something that they're about to be engaged in is perhaps not the right thing for them to do. And for the people that react and respond to that gut feeling in the guidance that it's trying to give them, that's your intuition trying to guide you. So your gut feeling is your intuition. It's getting bringing in all the information from your unconscious side of things. It's your unconscious giving you that information. And therefore, it's how you can interpret that information to guide you in the best way possible. Now, the more you make the connection between, as, as we said on previous episodes, the more you can make the connection from your executive center, which you're unconscious, when now you're, it's like creating a telephone line between you and your unconscious. It's making that channel completely clean and clear in order to understand and receive the inspired thoughts and the intuitive side of things. So when I talk about repetition and practice, it's constantly looking at how can you practice it. If you go to the gym and you just go, say, once a month, you're, you'll build the muscle a little bit. But by the end of the month, if you don't go again for another month, that muscle will probably come back to its original state. So now it's a case of how often do you need to go to the gym in order to actually build your muscle up? So for some people, it could be twice, three times a week. For some people, it could be once a week. It just depends on the individual. So the same thing comes from an intuitive perspective. It's how often or how frequently you've got to go to, for one better word, go to the gym. And there's different things of what you can do in order to develop and build your intuition from that perspective. In order to build a trust, it's now a case to keep a record. So where you've gotten different thoughts in your mind, where you feel or you perceive that they're intuitive thoughts or inspired thoughts, then what you got to look at is just keep it, just keep a record of it. So keep a journal, keep a notebook and write down, okay, here's the thought that I got, here's the day that I got it, here's where, here's where I was, here's what I was doing when that inspired thought came in, and here's what the inspired thought was. Now, if you took action on that inspired thought, well, then what was the result? And with, when you absolutely keep a record and a document from that perspective, now you're able to discern what the thoughts were and therefore what was the result. And if you've got, if you do follow through on, on the intuitive and the in, in inspired thought side of things, you'll actually see that it led to something very, very positive. So keeping that record is just as much a gang. If you were to go to the gym, you'd fill out your card in relation to, okay, how many repetitions did you do? What was the weight that you carried and so on? So you, you're, you're building up that record. And that record is the evidence for your conscious mind perspective and for you yourself to build the trust. And from that record, now it's feedback for yourself to say what worked or what didn't work. What was it that you, what were the different things that you felt or the different circumstances to, able to, to be able to discern between what's intuitive and what's your conscious thinking? And it's from that feedback loop that you're going around and saying, okay, you know, going and building bigger, looking at bigger ways of how you can actually develop your intuition and get more and more inspired thoughts and repeating what it is that you're doing. It's from that feedback loop that you're actually getting to develop and improve upon your intuition side of things. So it sounds like trusting our intuition just means following the good feeling. But what if what if following you know our intuition turns out the result from following our intuition turns out less desirable than expected? Your intuition will never guide you in the wrong way. Never. Your true intuition will never guide you in the wrong way. 
So where you said there, um, Nicole, if I can just quickly remember what you said, which was the good feeling. Yeah. yeah, following a good feeling. It's not necessarily following a good feeling. That's that's not what it's about. It's because we we can get a thought in our mind and we can have it. We can have a good feeling attached to that, but that's not necessarily our intuition. Our intuition will typically come in when we're doing something else, not when we're consciously thinking. So when we're consciously thinking, we can create a good feeling, and therefore that's not going to be our intuition. So it's not so when an intuitive or an insightful thought comes in, it will absolutely have a good feeling with it. Absolutely. And it's it's that excitement, it's that joy, it's that it's that possibility, that infinite at the very, very beginning of, of getting that inspired thought or getting that intuition. Immediately what kicks in for a lot of people is their conscious mind starts to kick in, which is the fear side of things. So do you have good feelings with intuitive thoughts? You absolutely do. But what people misunderstand from a conscious perspective, they can actually create those good feelings, but they're consciously thinking about what it is that they're to do. And that's very, very different. How else can we discern our true intuition? I mean, you mentioned that it's an inspired thought, uh, but are there any other questions or, you know, points where we can test to make sure that it's our true intuition and therefore we should follow it? You've got to find, it depends on, what you're getting the inspired thought around. So every single situation will be, not that it's everything situation is completely different. In some respects it is, but you got to look at it. For, so for example, you could be walking down the street and your intuition will tell you to go a particular way different to what you had intended to do. And most people just ignore it. So why, why would I go down that different way? But what they find is either something will happen to them, meaning they could unfortunately end up in an accident or they could end up in a route that's going to be the, the traffic is completely blocked and therefore now there are hours in traffic and just from the simple intuitive flash for them to go a different route would have diverted them around that accident or diverted them around that, that traffic jam you could have a situation whereby you're trying to achieve something in your in your business or your life and you'll get an intuitive flash from or an inspired thought from the perspective of here's what you should do immediately what will kick in is, is is fear typically for a lot of people immediately what will kick in is from, from a fear perspective so each situation is, is different if, if that makes sense so how you discern is what's the relevance to the, the inspired thought to what it is that you've been working on and then it's a case of if you look at it from if if you look at it from its truest viewpoint meaning is this for the good of everybody concerned in respect of what it is that you're trying to achieve? Or is it actually you trying to manipulate something in order to you know, fit a square peg into a round hole, to use that analogy? Because really, you just want to get your way. That's very, very different. The more sensitive that you can become, the easier it is that you're going to be able to discern the inspired thoughts. So let me explain that in in a different way. There's, um, I think on one of the episodes, I described a um, a story from the point of view of you going to a party, okay? And you you turn up at the party, you see your best friend at the actual party itself, but there's so much noise going on, all the music is playing, everybody's dancing, but you want to speak to your partner, the person in the other room, on the other side of the room, 
at that particular party. Our minds are like that party all the time. So until such times you quieten the mind and get rid of the noise, and a lot of people can do that from the point of view of doing meditation, you know, removing the stresses out of their life, all the different chatter that goes on in their mind, and therefore now they're becoming more focused and more clear. Ultimately, what you're doing from all the different practices is you're quietening that mind down. So now it becomes an awful lot easier to actually receive the inspired thoughts and the intuition and also for you to be able to discern what it is that your intuition and those inspired thoughts are trying to communicate to you. So it's it's when you build a muscle, it becomes an awful lot easier to discern what is true intuition. And how else can we quieten our mind? Is it meditation or just trying to focus on what the task is at hand? Because those things will all help to increase our sensitivity to, you know, intuition and inspired thoughts versus having a conscious thought. Yeah, there's a few different practices what what you can do. One is, so meditation is one, and there's multiple forms of meditation. So if you're not doing a meditation practice, do the research, as in it's, it's, it's been documented in terms of the benefits of meditation anyway. But one of the benefits is actually developing that muscle of, of intuition. Because ultimately what you're doing through meditation is you're training the mind to stay focused. And all the thoughts that come into your mind. So when I say quieten your mind, and remember that analogy of, of going to the party and trying to quieten that party down. When you start meditation, all those thoughts will come into your mind. But a meditation is basically trying to build that muscle of how you can quieten that mind. So therefore, you get to the point over time, if you stick out and you do your meditation regularly, then you're getting to the point of what's referred to as bliss, because now there's no thought. And when there's no thought, if you can imagine at the party, there's no dancing, there's no music, there's no chatter, there's nothing going on. There's literally just you and your unconscious. That's where there's no thought. So meditation is one. It's one of the primary ways of, of, of doing it. Another thing of, of thinking from the perspective, what you're trying to train the mind to do is to focus. So one practice that people look at is they'll pick, for example, a flower. So they'll go to the garden um, or they'll, they'll buy a flower and literally they will put the flower in front of them and you focus on that flower for a period of time. So most people will do meditation for anything from 10 minutes to 20 minutes at a time. Typically the average or the guidance is to do it for 20 minutes. So if you take a flower, for example, and you're sitting on your, on, the, the flower is sitting in front of you on your desk and you're in a quiet space, meaning that you're not going to be interrupted, you know you're not going to be interrupted. It's another form of meditation, but you've got your eyes open. That's the only difference. But what you're doing is you're focusing your mind on that flower. And when you're focusing your mind on the flower, you're looking at every single detail on that flower, the leaves, the color. There might be a bit of water on it from because it may, it may rain or whatever it may be. And so you're looking at every single detail of that flower. And ultimately what you're doing is you're actually training your mind to focus. And when you're focused on one thing, meaning you're doing one thing, you are now allowing your intuition and the inspired thoughts to come in because you're focused on something that you're not thinking about. So there's multiple ways of, of how you know it, but think of it from the perspective of what is actually going to help your mind to focus on just one thing. 
There's loads of different things. Another form of meditation is, is mantra meditation, whereby you're focusing on the mantra in order to bring you back to literally having no thought in your mind and just focus on one thing. Sometimes I feel like so many inspired thoughts come at the same time that they create their own party. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a good one. Their own separate party, yeah. the after party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so can they all come at the same time? Is it possible? Or Not necessarily, they usually... no. No? no. Okay. Not necessarily. We, if we... So those are the distractions then. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. necessarily inspired thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be distractions as well as castle building. What I refer to as castle building, whereby we're, we're creating thoughts in our mind, and then all of a sudden, what started off at a small little, you know, tree bed, semi-detached house, now becomes a, a ginormous castle in our mind. So, yeah, it, that's that, that's castle building. And actually, the next episode that we uh, that I have planned, I actually wanted to talk about focusing in you know our modern world with all our technology and devices. But uh, I guess we'll leave that for the next episode. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, what you want to do, again, when it comes to developing your intuition, when you know where it comes from, when you know who you truly are, now you're getting into fine tuning your intuition. So it starts with who you truly are. And when you understand, and again, I'll bring you back to the genius pendulum, when you understand of, you know, you want to connect you as in your executive center with the unconscious, but it's connecting the unconscious with the superconscious. So when you're, in when you're in equilibrium and you're having that connection, so it's not just you on your own. That, that's when you're trying to get true life just on your own, that's not what it's about. It's you working in tandem with your unconscious and the superconscious. So when you know who you absolutely truly are, and I know I keep repeating that sentence, but, but a lot of people don't know who they truly are. But when you know who you truly are and you understand your unconscious and the superconscious. Now it's about how can you build that relationship? How can you build that connection, that channel with each one of those aspects that make up the genius you that you are? Well, then that's when you're really fine-tuning from an intuitive perspective and also from an inspired thoughts perspective. That's starting off, it's literally going to the gym, start practicing and you know developing that muscle from an intuitive perspective. We've given you some ideas in terms of how you can start to develop an intuitive perspective. But until next time, I wish you every success.